Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. Are Facebook pages worth a dime anymore? More on that in this episode. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 306 of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host Adam Callow. And today's surprising tip for number 306 is... Tell me an interesting fact about the number 306. Huh, nothing. <laughs> Ooh, angel numbers. 306. <laughs> number 306 is made up of the attributes of number three, the influences of number zero, and the vibrations of number six. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I think the first time you've heard me on the mic today is just me bursting out laughing. Thank you so much for joining us. And if none of that made any context, in episode 305, I wanted to bring a fact of the day number in. Oh, he's back. Guys, he's back. On whatever this piece is, angel number 306 is a number of thought, word, action, creativity, and enthusiasm, coupled with the ability to use the imagination and the intellect combined to bring about desired results. By the way, guys, that's literally how he speaks to clients. (laughs) He's a creative guy. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Start Diary podcast. The fun facts thing we are going to struggle with unless you or me or the listeners do some more research behind it because Siri apparently just gave up at one point. If this is the first time you've tuned into the Startup Diary podcast, this is where we share what it's truly like to build a startup business. We're six years in the making. I started it by doing some consulting, bootstrapped the business, raised some seed funding, and then raised a bit of venture capital. And wow, we make mistakes every single day. And the whole idea of this show is to help you avoid the same mistakes that we're making. Harry, what's today's show all about? Today's show, uh, I believe it was a question that came in actually. Correct. In the Facebook group. It wasn't actually in the Facebook group. It was an email. And it's been sat, okay. it's been sat on our Monday board for a very long time to to get to. Monday is the tool that we use to, to manage the company as well as the podcast. And on a Friday, what I tend to like to talk about is something a bit retrospective, like what's mm-hmm. happened in the working week here at Expert Trades. And as I was going through some of my notes and going through some of the, the listener questions that we've got in Monday, the two sort of married up for the first time. So I'm going to try and kill two birds with one stone here. So... The, the, the question was fairly short and it just came in and said, what's the quickest way to build a Facebook page following? And as a company, we, we do lots via Facebook mm. as a platform. Uh, but the reason it's actually top of mind for me right now is we just launched a new, a new service, a homeowner-faced yeah. product called Verified by Expert Trades. And we've gone through an exercise of trying to build a public Facebook page and run some campaigns. And one of the things now that we're going through is sort of this question of are Facebook pages valuable or to what extent are they valuable in the broader scheme of your social media marketing? Like just out of curiosity, like what pages do you follow now on Facebook? Um, none. <laughs> so in terms of- I, I, My Facebook activity is very limited. I don't, I tend not to go on Facebook. I go on it if some if I happen to see a notification that says you've been tagged. Yep. And I see it on my lock screen, I'll swipe it. <laughs> Someone's tagged me in a memory. Um but beyond that, it I cuz I don't have badge icons, so I actually don't go on Facebook okay. actively. 
So I think one of my apart from the startup diary club, obviously group, was the place to be. But that's my point. Is one of the one of the key moves that we've seen take take our expert trades or startup diary club. One of the key moves we've seen Facebook make is their focus on groups. Mm. Uh, so the attention from the newsfeed is just going down. Um, Facebook last year had its its first down month of, of active users uh, and signups. So Facebook's strategy is uh, overall is changing. Uh, the newsfeed, uh, they... It's been said in certain social media networks that they've sort of destroyed the newsfeed. Uh, they've taken the value away from it. They've driven too much ads into it, mm. and no one, no one sort of goes there for the original core reasons that people went there was to touch base with friends and family. Yeah, they're, they're kind of segmenting it now, though, aren't they? So, like, it used to be the feed of everything. Yeah. But now there's like there's different tabs. You've got like a video tab. You've got a groups feed now. Yeah. So it's just it seems I don't know why, but it's just it's separating it out. Well, my, well, I know why, but it's, it's the fact that it is segmenting it out to be sort of more specific for the for the reason you're on that tab. It's just clearer. So if you take that and the understanding that the newsfeed uh, distribution uh, is just significantly lower than mm. it used to be, and that's understandable because Facebook is a company. It needs to make money. It needs to sell advertising. But if we pull it back to the, a Facebook page, back in the day when we started this company, we got really good organic distribution. So when we built up a Facebook following, so we, we increased the likes on a page. When we publish posts, a lot of our audience, the people that have said, I like this page, would see it. And you're mm. looking at sort of like 20, 30, 40% of people back then, four or five years ago. Uh, and then probably even 70%, six years ago, thinking about it. And I probably need to check my maths on it. But what that meant is for every thousand likes that you got on your page, you could post something and a lot of your audience would see it. So you didn't mind running campaigns to build up the following of your page because then it allowed you to distribute free content through the mm. network, through organic posts that your audience would see. Now organic reach is anywhere from 4 to 7%. And it's even been seen as a little bit lower. And what that means for you guys listening is if you have a Facebook page uh, and you've built up a follower, a following of uh, 10,000 people, when you post, as little as 400 people might see that. Mm, it's so you, mad. So you might spend a lot of money building up uh, your page's likes and following. Uh, and then the organic reach of that is only 4%. So then you have to ask yourself is what is the purpose of a Facebook page? Because if... 96% of your audience that you're running uh, on your newsfeed to aren't going to see it. You naturally are then going to either boost it or run ads. Mm. And com boosting compared to running ads, you've got a lot more flexibility when you run adverts. You can A-B test it, you can segment it, you can run against new audiences completely. So when we're looking at verified, I was thinking, does this thing even need a Facebook page anymore? Like, is Facebook mm. as a platform for, from a brand does a does a does a brand now even need a Facebook page? And I'm saying it out loud, and it sounds counterintuitive or mental me saying it. But the reason you have a page is to communicate with your audience. But no one's seeing it organically. Yeah. You, you have to pay to play. So what that sort of took me onto the line of logic of thinking is, if all the attention is moving to groups and, and video, like you said, like if you go, you got groups as a tab at the bottom, you got mm -hmm. video as a tab at the bottom. How do you play into that? Because any marketer needs to play into the algorithm, whatever Facebook is caring about at that point in time, it will naturally move the algorithm to surface more of that content. So when Facebook live was available, you put a live stream on and nearly all your audience would see it mm -hmm. because they wanted more people to be educated about, oh, I can now go to Facebook to watch live video. So now Facebook doing some really interesting things. So one, 
last year you could run adverts against groups. So if someone's in a group uh, of a certain scale, as a marketing person who's running Facebook ads, I could then run adverts against people within a specific group. And that's an amazing indicator to suggest that actually groups are growing, activity in groups is growing. So that is where, as the person trying to access new audiences, I need to pay my attention to. Next, when it comes to Facebook Live, hopefully in the near future, they're gonna add some interesting things where you can buy products through that platform. And when it comes back to groups, is then they are literally in beta testing right now of paid subscription groups on Facebook. So there's a massive move. Can you imagine that? So you pay to be in the group. Yeah, they're basically creating a platform that allows... So you're saying that in a few months' time, it's the membership to Startup Diary Club begins... <laughs> At zero and will always be zero. <laughs> Premium subscriptions start at nine ninety nine. <laughs> so, but that all this development indicates mm. that uh, Facebook's seen. They know the data. They've seen newsfeed engagement go down. I want to go as far as plummet. Uh, so they have basically seen people go to Facebook. The reason the groups are successful is because people go uh, to engage the way that they originally wanted to be on Facebook with people of similar interests, friends or family. But what's the the implication of that though surely is that isn't it just gonna turn into the same, people are leaving the newsfeed because the newsfeed is just a cluster of, of everything that they like, the friends that they follow and, and, and all that. Yep. Isn't groups essentially the same thing? Obviously they've selected the groups they wanna hear from so you're not gonna get personal posts, you're just gonna get group posts. But if you're a member of a thousand groups, is your feed still not going to be cluttered just as much? Your group feed is going to be the same as your news feed, just no public, no no personal posts about someone's damn cats. It's a great question. We'll tackle it after this break. So to be honest, it, it, as I said, it's a great question. As in, we've destroyed the news feed because we engage with too many brands or likes yeah. or adverts came in and now what's happening is all the attention is moving across the groups and isn't the same thing going to happen in a two, three, five mm -hmm. year window. The truth is, and to nick a quote from Gary Vee, is yes, because marketers ruin everything and we always will. Our focus right now as business owners shouldn't be what's going to happen in three years time. Our focus should be within the next six, 12 month window, what's the cheapest way that I can buy attention mm -hmm. and right now it's 100% in groups. So you have to bet on that. You can't worry about it in the future because what is gonna happen is groups are gonna become less effective, but your job as someone that runs a business is to get, buy, the, buy the attention at the cheapest rate and then filter that attention into other ways and platforms that you control. So again, I guess just to throw it back to Gary, one thing that he does, I think it's really aggressive and I like it. It's not relevant to our business, but he's trying to get phone numbers of people now. So he uses platforms like Twitter, Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook to get people sign up to a text messaging service so he gets their phone numbers wow. because that is like the most personal way to get into someone's like engagement. Yeah. So one, I 100% agree. I think unless Facebook has a different tact and we don't know what they're thinking about of how they're going to manage groups to the point that you have more control over what you see and what you don't want to see, they're going to have to probably push back and be a little less aggressive on the advertising front. I like the move that they've just done, which you can actually click and see why am I seeing this as a new thing, which actually gives you the insights to when you're seeing a specific post organically or a paid ad, mm. 
what why are you seeing that to, to tell you because then it will help you educate yourself and, and is that like your it's because you're this age bracket this 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 or you've liked these three pages and like, cool. the details so it's the, personal it's gdpr isn't it? and, yeah the goal, and, and personal data in general yes but the goal is is they believe if they give you the tool set to manage your own profile and know when i put this data in this is the sort of stuff it's doing to me You'll then choose what you do and you don't do on Facebook. And then give them even more specific data <laughs> about yourself as a person. It's pr- yeah, to be honest, probably yeah. going to happen. But I don't worry about that. And I think your question's really valid is, will they destroy groups? Maybe. Does that mean to a business owner you shouldn't spend the time worrying about where people's attention is right now? No. Uh, and then just to pull it back full circle, there's a chap called Harry that sent in this question. Is It says, what's the quickest way to build a Facebook page following? I think he should think about how to use a Facebook page following to drive value and engagement through other channels that have got more engagement. So a little tool that we're doing right now. So I gave Kat, our new comms exec, a challenge of use our public Facebook page to run competitions. Use those competitions to get to people to self-identify if they're a trade professional. So an example being is we've got these tools to give away uh, comment below with what trade you are or can't remember what it was mm. but we had loads of comments so then what Kat did then went into all the comments and said hey thanks for taking part did you it looks like hey it looks like you're a plumber click this and join our trade only Facebook group so we're using that as a way to filter attention through from the page all the way into the Facebook group and I think just to just to wrap up to talk about a few more different hacks that you can use right now on Facebook uh, is firstly the the ability to set events on on pages. I think one thing that we tested that worked really well is if you've got a public Facebook page, you can create an event on that page. And the way that Facebook's automation takes place, it reminds people that there's an event coming up. If someone says they're going or interested, it then invites their friends or lets their friends become aware because they're trying to, again, take the attention off just the newsfeed. They're trying to make it more of a place to go and be more communal. It's, so if you think about an event like a microcosm of a group mm. so if you actually now create events on your Facebook page and you invite people to it that will have a quite a large network effect to get that event more distribution so we used it for our Facebook live stream so we just told people hey there's a Facebook live stream on these dates of the first quarter created an event and then invited people to it a great little hack because then Facebook reminds you that Tool Talk TV the name of our live stream is going live super tactical stuff so if you've got anything that you can do whether you're going live even if you've got a local event, I'm trying to work out if you don't run events, how can you use this hack for something? I don't know whether I'd go as far as this, but if you've got like a weekly email, I don't know whether I'd do this, but if you've got like a weekly email that goes out as like a newsletter, yeah. create an event on your public Facebook page, but then have one extra feature or news article that doesn't hit the newsletter that you keep and post into the event group. So it's, hey, here's our top five social media tips weekly newsletter drive people to that event get them into a sign up form and then I don't know it's loose but you can try and work mm-hmm. out what I'm doing here how can you use events to set automated reminders to engage your following next thing is uh, just using the page to fill the groups do what we've done so use different channels to drive people into the group whether it's Facebook Twitter Instagram work out how you get the attention and filter it into somewhere that's that's more engaging any questions on that H? Uh, no just on that page thing I guess that's that's because it's public and anyone can see it without having to like it and then would force them into being into the group or is the page showing the same stuff as a group 
No, the page is always showing different things to the group. The reason we do that on the public page, because in a group, the only people that see the content are those within the mm-hmm. group. On a page, what we can do is we can run it as a post and then we can boost it against the audience that we want to see. Because the organic following so low, what we'd then do is we'd say, actually, because we've got a list of all of our customers, we upload those and put them as a custom audience list on Facebook. So let's just say we've got 20,000 tradespeople. Upload that all in and say, these are customers of ours. Find me people that look like this. So what Facebook's then going to do is find people that look like our members aka trades professionals put a post on our public facebook page run it as people that look like our existing community members as a competition get those people to comment and engage and then invite them into the group so it becomes this sort of self-fulfilling circle that we just need to be doing more often to be honest mm. we've only done it once or twice but it works really really well and it's our way of just getting people from something that's four percent organic reach into something that's higher don't know the reach of a facebook group uh, right now uh, but it's definitely higher uh, as well as with the notification systems that are built in yeah I, w- I was I was thinking actually with the groups um, when I said isn't it just going to be as full as the newsfeed was I guess the difference being that groups are m- more curated like you chose to like the group yep. you can choose to le- uh, join the group you can choose to leave the group and things like that so it's, it's like it's, it's probably closer to Instagram where I mean, some people follow thousands of people, so I can't imagine what that feed looks like. But mine, I don't follow loads of people, so my feed is actually quite um, curated in the sense yeah. that I, I only ever see the things that I actually want to see, which is quite interesting. I think the best way to think about it is, imagine if you had the Instagram tab, and so for me, I care about uh, entrepreneurship, I care about business, I care about health, uh, and I just like uh, cool, I just say like cool photos. Mm. Uh, Imagine if you had a different feed for each one of those four themes. That's sort of what a group yeah. is, is if I want to go and think about podcasting, I'm part of podcasting groups on Facebook. So I open up Facebook, I hit groups and go into podcasting, and then I browse stuff on that topic compared to a news feed, which is just everything. I'm going in and saying, I'm in the mood to look and learn and talk about podcasting. So I go in and, and read the podcasting news feed, air quotes, which is the group. And I can jump in and out of different groups. Um, what ads do you see on YouTube? when you watch them what's the pre-roll ads because I, I had a chuckle about this with uh, Emmy uh, last night because I'm seeing loads of ads at the moment about Lightroom mobile Lightroom and what you can do on that just like really short snappy but quite funny things um, and Emmy looked over my shoulder and she, she just said you get way different ads to me oh, really? <laughs> but I, wouldn't, I was interested to know what, what ads you see considering what you watch um, I get to be honest I just get a lot of GoDaddy I get a lot of GoDaddy and... That's so yeah, weird. Just Why like, would you have GoDaddy? So GoDaddy and services. I I, I just think... Uh, are you, are you, you've not got the work YouTube on your phone though, have you? Expert no. trades? No. Okay. No, no, no. Use my personal one. I just get loads, of, I just get loads of services and stuff it's like that. It's because your account probably has a thousand emails saved on it. <laughs> but guys, actually, while we talk about uh, pre-roll YouTube ads, it's a learning exercise we're going through as a company right now. If you want us to document that and share any learnings mm. around using YouTube pre-roll ads and then how you can tie it back into organic searches directly on Google. So if someone searched ABC in the last three weeks, we can then surface them a pre-roll YouTube ad based on what they searched uh, with an intent to buy. It looks super interesting. We've started to do it a couple of times with some clients uh, with varying degree of success because I've like dabbled with it. Uh, but I'm dedicating some time this month to actually do some proper YouTube pre-roll ad testing. Uh, if that's interesting to you guys, fire, in a, fire it into the group. If you're not part of the Facebook group, go over to Facebook, search Startup Diary Club, a little bit meta. This is what we're doing. We're taking engagement of the podcast and building a community around mm-hmm. it. This is exactly what we're talking about, guys. So go and join the group. If you want to know more about this topic or anything else that we're working on when it 
comes to Facebook ad distribution, some of the tactics uh, or building groups or using pre-roll ads on YouTube. Get involved, ask us the questions. Thank you so much for being a listener of the show. If you're new here, don't forget to hit subscribe. And Harry, how do they fire in a question if they want to email us? They email questions at startupdiary.club. It's as simple as that. Guys, thanks very much. And we will see you on Monday for the next episode of the Startup Diary podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 306 of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and, and I, I am with my interrupting co-host, Adam Callow. And I don't have a fun <laughs> fact for 306 this show. Like, I, think, I think Mr. 305 is the only one that we're dropping off. Well, the show. did you know that 306 is sequential? <laughs> and... <laughs> I tried to be funny. <laughs> uh, uh, let's start this one again, Harry. <laughs>